Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hello and welcome to Market Scale Grow. As you know, I'm your host, Jenzea, and this is a Saturday strategy session. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending some of your weekend with me. I truly, truly appreciate it. Today's episode is a little bit different. We are not talking Facebook ad strategy. We're talking business strategy. And I think that what I'm going to dive into is applicable no matter what kind of business you have. And I really wish that I had been able to find a bit more of this when I've been starting my business because we're going to be talking about finances and I'm not a financial guru, but I think that it can be helpful to just hear about how other people run the behind the scenes of their businesses to get a bit of a better idea of what we should be doing or could be doing. That's the better way. What we could be doing in our own businesses. So this episode is going to be split into two parts. First, I'm going to talk about the logistics of my finances, and then I'm going to break down some of the expenses that I have and how I budget for expenses at the end. Before I dive into all of that, I do want to say I didn't really start any fancy anything with my budget until I was making about $500 a month. And it did take me, if you know my story, it took me a while to get there. The beginning of my Teachers Pay Teachers journey was very slow and kind of boring and I wasn't making very much money. And so it just kind of, before I was making $500 a month, it just kind of built up in uh, PayPal. And when I had something to buy or there was kind of like a lot of money strangely sitting there, then I would transfer it out. But for the most part, it just stayed there. And I know that's not the best business practice because PayPal is so unreliable. There's nothing insuring it. You're not making any interest. So that's not necessarily the best financial thing to do, but that's realistically what I did. And it was nice because there was money there if I wanted to purchase something off of Etsy or TPT or tons of online businesses except PayPal. So it was a really good place for me to just keep money and then I could, without quote unquote spending any money because it was like this other separate account, I could spend money. And often it would be putting money back into my business, but sometimes it was just personal spending and I I didn't track it. I didn't pay any attention to it. Once I started to make about $500 a month, I decided it was time that I needed a better plan. And so here's where we're going to start talking about like actual logistics. Okay. So first off, I do live in Canada, but my business functions almost entirely in US dollars, which adds a layer of complexity, obviously, because we're talking about exchange rates. 
Previously, most of my business was running through PayPal. And at the time of recording, Teachers Pay Teachers is still only paying out, as far as I know, through PayPal. They haven't started direct deposit yet. So that money still goes to my PayPal account. And I try to keep a balance of between $500 and $1,000. Once it goes over $1,000, I withdraw money, bring it back down to $500, and then like let it build up because also Boom pays into that. And I do have some monthly payments that come out of it. So it kind of fluctuates a lot, that account. But I don't let it get, I don't let it sit at anything higher than $1,000. Because as I said already, PayPal is so unreliable and tomorrow that money could be gone. So it definitely is like a financial risk leaving money there. But just for simplicity's sake, I have that money sitting there. I also have a business checkings account. It is in a Canadian bank but functions in US dollars. And I have a Canadian credit card in US dollars as well. Now, one of the main reasons that I don't use PayPal for my Facebook ad clients anymore is because PayPal won't let me pay off my US dollar account. They require me to transfer money into a Canadian dollar Canadian account, and then I can pay off my US dollar credit card. But if you're following that, that's transferring the money from like exchanging it from US dollars to Canadian dollars and then Canadian dollars back to American dollars to pay off my credit card. And I don't want to do that. So I use Stripe instead and my clients pay me using Stripe. It goes into my US dollar account automatically. And then my US dollar account, I can pay off my US dollar credit card without exchanging any fees. And so by using Stripe, I actually avoid paying any exchange rates when I'm paying off my business credit card. And all of my expenses come out of my business credit card. I would say like 90% of them. And then the other 10 still go through PayPal. So that's kind of how that functions for me. Obviously my family and our day-to-day finances run in Canadian dollars. So when I transfer money as an owner draw, whether it's from PayPal or my US dollar business checking account, then I am paying that exchange rate. And obviously, and I understand that, that there's no way for me to get away from that one, but I do try to keep as much of it in US dollars as possible just to make my life easy. With my business, I use Profit First. I read the book back when I decided to make the switch from kind of willy-nilly doing whatever with my money to, okay, I need an actual plan. And I really like it because the profit comes first and taxes, owner's draw and expenses. And that way I know how much to allot to each one. In the book, there's actual percentages. And I highly, highly recommend that you check that book out if you're thinking you need a way to manage your money. Because I'm Canadian and I use the US dollar account, I only have one business account. I don't have all of the accounts that Profit First suggests and says are necessary because the US dollar accounts have a fee associated with them that I'm just not willing to pay. And part of the reason that they recommend having multiple accounts is to make the money inaccessible, but because of the exchange fee and it being like a US dollar account and just the way it's set up at my bank, it kind of is inaccessible already. So I don't feel like I need to add on that layer. And the next piece that I'm going to get to in just a second will also explain how I do keep all of the money separate with only one account. 
So I do just have the one account and I really, really like Profit First. I am currently paying myself 50% and my expenses make up 25%. Taxes and profit are the other 25% and that's kind of the whole picture of my business. As I said at the beginning, we're gonna dive more into expenses at the end. So that's coming in just a second. So how do I keep my business expenses in those different categories without multiple accounts? I use a program called YNAB or you need a budget. And that allows me to like slot the money into different categories. So at a quick glance, I can look and see, okay, I have this much in my tax savings part and I have this much in my expenses. I have this much as my owner's draw and I can see instantly exactly where every single penny is allotted. If you've never heard of YNAB, it is definitely a different way of thinking about your budget. It's a zero based Uh, sorry, a zero balance budget, which means every single dollar needs to get allotted somewhere. So you can definitely check it out. I'll link my affiliate code in the show notes. If you're interested in checking it out, you can head there. It's a really good way of being able to manage your finances. And I use it for my personal finances. We have one budget and then my business has a separate budget and I absolutely love it. Okay. So now we're going to go on to part two of the episode where we talk about expenses. For my expenses, again, I allot 25% of my income to expenses every month. And if I go over that 25% for any reason, then I take the money from my owner's draw. And so I pay myself less. My expenses come directly from the owner's draw, which is a bit more incentive. It's a bit more incentive to keep within my 25%. The other thing, I'm currently trying to create a buffer and I'm starting with a buffer of one month and then I'm gonna build to three months and then eventually I'd like to have a buffer of about six months worth of expenses in my business account so that if anything happens, I don't have to worry about it or think about it or anything. So right now I'm working towards one month of expenses and hopefully I will get there shortly so that I can start building two, three months, and I can have a little bit of peace of mind that I won't have to steal my tax money or something else if anything ever happens. Within my expenses, I actually have five subcategories, if you will. They are monthly expenses, annual expenses, professional development, outsourcing, and other. And what I like to do is look at the average over the last six months of what I've been spending in each of those categories and then a lot that average plus 10% into the subcategory. So let's just say over the last six months, my average monthly expenses were $100 a month. What I would do when I'm allotting my money is put $110 towards monthly expenses to cover anything that comes up. So in my monthly expenses, I have things like Buzzsprout is a monthly expense. They don't do an annual payment, so I can't switch there. I have Google Workspaces that charge me every month, and Zoom is a monthly expense for me. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to upgrade to annual Zoom or if I'm just going to upgrade when I need it. I have an event coming up that I'm hosting in September, and so I needed it for August and for September. So I just decided to, like, I've just kept it. Sorry, I needed it in July and September. So I decided just to keep it through August as well. And I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to bump up to the annual or not. 
But most things like Loom, Flowdesk, Squarespace, these are other expenses that I have. I transitioned very quickly, if not immediately, to the annual plans because you save a bit of money that way. And as soon as I decided that I like it and I'm using it consistently and it's something that I want as part of my business, I would prefer to pay annually and then not have to worry about it. So that's the other one. And for annual payments, I look at the average for the last 12 months because they are annual payments. So they just come out once a month. And I try to allot that amount to my account every month. And sometimes it builds up to a couple hundred dollars because I don't have any annual payments. And then other times I clear the account out because multiple annual payments came out at the same time. So I'm, but I'm consistently putting money into that category so that when I do have an annual payment that comes up, I have the money there ready to use and I don't have to think about it. Though I will say that when an annual payment is coming up or when it happens, that's a really good time to reevaluate if it's something you actually want to be using in your business and then to cancel it. And most companies are pretty good if within a few days of you getting charged that annual premium, if you're like, oh wait, I just, I really didn't actually want it. If you just send them an email or their contact me form, you complete that and say like, hey, I didn't realize this was renewing or hey, I thought I canceled it already or whatever you want to send them. Usually they will refund you that annual premium that came out. So just a little bit of a tip to revise and to just think about those annual subscriptions around their renewal date. For my contractors, I know exactly how much I'm spending on my VA and my graphic design outsourcing that I have. And so I do the exact same thing. I know how much I pay them every month. So I put that into that category plus 10% so that I'm building up that buffer, which leaves the professional development and other. And other is a bit of a different category. So I will cover that afterwards. But professional development, I like to be part of a membership or two. So currently I am part of one Facebook ads manager group, a Facebook ads group that isn't for managers. It's just for Facebook ad strategy and the community. And then I'm also part of a membership for female entrepreneurs. And I love all of these groups that I'm part of. So I have those that I'm paying for either every month or I've upgraded to the annual. Same thing there. I like to bump up to the annual subscription so that I don't have to think about paying every month and it's not like a monthly expense. I just personally find that so much easier. And so similar to the contractors, I know how much each of those groups cost me monthly so that I can allot that much money plus 10% into my professional development category and I'm building up the buffer. Then finally, the other category. Now in other, I have my office expenses for things like my computer, which is a kind of special office expense that doesn't happen ever really. Uh, The last time I bought a computer was over 10 years ago and then this year. So I kind of use computers for a really long time before I upgrade. So I don't expect that to be another like soon purchase for me. So that went into the other category. And then all of my TPT fees are in other, my Stripe and PayPal fees are there as well. And um, then I have what I call a slush fund. And every month I put $200 or whatever's left over 
into the slush fund and it's just there for exactly that. The first place I draw money from if I've gone over in any of the other categories is the slush fund. And then once the slush fund is used up, then I pull from my owner's draw. So that is how I do my monthly expenses. And it definitely has grown and evolved over time. And as my business income has increased, and I've had a little bit more flexibility in my expenses and what I'm choosing to do, it's really given me that freedom to know exactly how much of my income I can allot to expenses. So that is a huge benefit of the profit first method is just knowing exactly where your money's going and how it can be spent. So if you have any questions about finances or about YNAB or anything, I'm would be super happy. Again, I'm not a guru, but numbers are my jam. So I'm kind of in this like, I don't mind it so much space. If you have questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Hey It's Genzea. And if you would like to share this episode, take a screenshot and put it on your stories. I love to reshare your shares because I think that it's just super valuable and it's a great way for more people to learn about market scale grow and to find a new podcast that might be motivating and empowering them in their teacherpreneur business. So until next Saturday, when I'll be back in your ear, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Today was brought to you by Dubsado, my absolute favorite customer management tool. If you're looking to streamline and systematize your service-based business, I highly recommend Dubsado. For 20% off of your first month, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash Dubsado, D-U-B-S-A-D-O, and use the code Genzea at checkout. And don't forget to head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community, where you'll find inspiring, ambitious teacherpreneurs who are looking to grow and scale their businesses just like you. See you soon.